You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. What's up? What's up? Welcome into Winning Cures Everything. It is August. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And today is Monday, August the 3rd. Hopefully everybody around this great country is having a fantastic day and a good start to your week. Because man, there is a lot that went on over the weekend. Everything appears to be falling apart with everything except for NHL. NHL seems to be fine, right? Yep. (laughs) NBA is going okay, except for our Grizzlies, and uh, and then the Pelicans, of course, are playing them this afternoon at 5.30 Central, and both of them have yeah, kind of sucked in the bubble, but we're not going to discuss that today. We want to talk about, uh, I would say, positive things, but hey, stuff that, that makes us happier than discussing our hometown team getting trounced in the seeding games. Uh, the Brown Yeti jumps in on YouTube and said, what's up? What's up, Brown Yeti? How are you? And then Yeti304 jumps in and said, what's up, fellas? We got two Yetis in here. I don't, I don't know what's happening. That's going to be confusing. Uh, if anybody else wants to jump in on the chat, of course, right down there in the bottom left-hand corner is the chat box. Whatever platform you are on, it will populate right there. You can discuss between all of our different platforms. We are live on Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube, and you can hop in on any of them. Hit subscribe. Make sure that you like the video and uh, and share it out. Share it out. Tell your buddies about it. All that good stuff. The website is winningcureseverything.com. You can find all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, and social media platforms over there. And we are a part of sportsbookreview.com. All of our college football content will be over there. Our introduction video popped up over the weekend. Uh, Had a lot of uh, nice replies and whatnot. People welcoming us to their platform. We are excited to be a part of it. So if you want to see what we're doing over there, sbrpicks.com and sportsbookreview.com. And whatever their YouTube channel is. I believe it's SBR Sports Picks is the uh, the channel name. Matt jumps in on YouTube. He said, what's up? Uh, so, 
let's go ahead and, and discuss. Oh, by the way, podcast. If you missed the show live, go get the podcast. Hit subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave a nice five-star review. We would appreciate that. Chris, there was a lot that happened over the weekend. Well, um, we had sports back. Well, we definitely had sports back, and then we had all of this stuff that happened off the field, which it makes it even more insane. It's Whenever sports does come back fully, which, I mean, it basically has, there's always topics that happen off the field that lead into the sports, right? So there was a bunch of that that went on over the weekend and today. Um, but let's let's start out with the biggest topic. Um, and I, I don't I don't know if the I mean I guess it's college football, but it's it's more NCAA, right? The Pac-12 boycott that we discussed, I want to say two weeks ago. I guess it was, and we didn't really take it seriously because, good gracious, the the revenue stuff was a, a little crazy, a little, you know, all right? All of the other stuff, totally fine with. No big deal. Nope. But we'll go through, I'll, I'll read off just, you know, four of the, of the Pac-12 player demands. Uh, they are demanding this, or they are going to sit out the season, and there are players on every team in the Pac-12. There's a total of... 400-something players that are going to do, knock this out, right? They, they want to be a part of this. They want to boycott if their demands are not met. What they're saying is they want player-approved health standards enforced by a third party. They want 50% of revenue distributed evenly to athletes. They want medical insurance for six years post-college, which we were fine with, and then reduced pay of Larry Scott coaches, and administrators. Now, I am... The one that gets me is the 50% of revenue, and then the second one that gets me is reduced pay of Larry Scott coaches and administrators. The the 50% of revenue, the way that it is currently set up, is illegal, federally, because it would go against Title IX. You can't do that the way that it, the law is currently constructed. If you were to do that, they would basically have to do away with all women's sports, other than maybe at Tennessee with women's basketball and UConn with women's basketball. Those are the only two women's sports that I know of in the entire country that turn a profit. Everything else loses money. So that part doesn't make sense. The other part, the reduced pay of Larry Scott coaches and administrators, those guys have contracts. Like, I don't know of anybody that has a contract that ain't going to make the money that they have on that contract unless they do something to well, not earn I mean, it. here's the question is how does he get paid for his contract if the football season's canceled? And see, that's a good point. But There are clauses in that contract that would cause that contract to be broken. Oh, yeah. I assure you of that. So, so the, money, the money thing is interesting because – they they can't tie it to revenue like professional sports. That's right. just not going to be possible. Well, even even still, the, the NFL doesn't get fifty percent of revenue, right? No, it's forty eight. But yeah. but that's that is fifty percent because that ba- it, there's basically a four percent operations cost. Okay. Okay. So like that's that's just what it costs to run the league is four percent. The owners give half of you know half of that, and the players give half of that. So they both get forty eight percent shares. So it's it's even. Um, <clears throat> What they need to do instead of a percentage is demand an amount of money. All right. Yeah. If because then 
Larry Scott makes several million dollars, okay, grossly overpaid. Him and a lot of other people grossly overpaid. Well, if you cut their pay, a couple million bucks. And let's say you've got 100 football players on every roster. I don't think they're all 100-man deep. Okay, 12 teams, it's 1,200 people. I don't know. Pay everybody 100 grand. Uh, even even then, you're, you're looking at you're looking at 120 million dollars. So I don't know how to come up with that. Like I don't know what these guys want, but the best bet is to come up with a dollar figure to yeah. demand. Because because I mean, if you say I want Larry Scott's pay cut by three million dollars, and you're going to divide that three million dollars, it costs us 1,200 you know student athletes that play football. Now we're having a different conversation. I, I actually would be I actually would be okay with that because I don't think the guy's earning his money. Um, you know, there would be a way, but if you come up with a dollar figure, then you can at least start putting pen to paper to do math on it. You you can't do the math on revenue splits. Not in college, not the way the A, we we have no real way of tracking how much revenue is sports related revenue. You know? Yeah. If if you sell a T if Oregon sells a T shirt. And it's just Oregon University. It's not Oregon football. You know, it's at a, but it's all being bought by fans coming to watch football games. Is that football revenue, or is it school revenue? It's a that's a so like that's that a, that's a problem. That's you know, the problem. That's where this all revenue, goes. Revenue is a bad idea. Everything else they've asked for is pretty reasonable, by the way. Yeah, I like, I agree these, with that. Um, these aren't things that I'm upset about, or I would be upset about if I was an administrator. Um, we just need to. We just need to make sure you, you you're a little bit more intelligent about what you're asking for. Well, let's and yeah, you're let's right. let's Don't. go through these. Let's let's go through this whole list, and it's not super super long, so we'll we'll okay. dive into it. Uh, the first part: health and safety protections. Right, COVID nineteen protections. It says allow option not to play during the pandemic without losing athletic eligibility or spot on team's roster. Uh, I don't think that's actually been a problem. I think everybody's been pretty on board with that. Um, number two, prohibit or void COVID nineteen agreements that waive liability. I think across the board, we've we've almost we've gotten done that, that already. Yeah, we're we're talking about that already. Mandatory safety standards, including COVID nineteen measures, uh, is one player approved health and safety standards enforced by a third party selected by players to address COVID nineteen as well as serious injury, abuse, and death. So, all of that totally reasonable. The health and safety stuff, totally get it. Totally fine with that. Um, which, by the way, Yeti three hundred four said, did some of the WSU players get dismissed from the team because they support the boycott? Uh, not dismissed from the team, and you know what? I've got it pulled up from Pete Thamel. Um, da, 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 there was something crazy about this. Uh, it was opt outs, right? Oh yeah, hold on. The situation of uh, Washington State boils down to this: players who have requested to opt out of the season cannot take part in any team activities. You cannot sure. choose to opt out for health and safety reasons and still lift, practice, and be in the locker room, weight room. So, yeah. basically, their their scholarships are still being honored. 100%. And they are going to be on the roster, but they do not get to participate in team activities if they are part of this movement. If they are going if to it, sit out. If they choose to opt out. Yeah. Then you so, don't get to use the, the facilities that, that you're saying aren't safe enough. And that's okay. That's which all right. Is, which that's is totally not, fair. It's yeah. just it's just you can't ask for everything. Um, Joseph said, "Damn, six years you got to start uh, getting into putting up reserve liabilities on the books if something goes seriously wrong with COVID and or brain injuries." We we don't have a problem with the insurance stuff. That's nope, I don't have I don't have a problem fair. with insurance stuff going six years out. That does not scare me at all. These people make a lot of money. 
they can give health. And, and here's the problem. Most of these universities are attached to hospitals. So once again, like scholarships, it's a little bit of shopping at the company store, man. Yeah. Like, yes, you can say that MRI costs $12,000, but really it costs a technician that you're paying uh, 30 bucks an hour for. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's hard to, it's hard to argue with some of this stuff. Yeah. Now, here is where we can start to argue. Number two, it says protect all sports. It says preserve all existing sports by eliminating excessive expenditures. Before I dig into it, the reason that you picked this school is is really because of the expenditures, typically, right? I mean, it, let's not go crazy. Uh, no, they're saying administration is an expenditure. Well, it's so it's, here's here's what we go with. Number one, it says Larry Scott, administrators and coaches, to voluntarily and drastically reduce excessive pay. Now, we all agree. Larry Scott makes an unbelievably ridiculous amount yeah. of money and for and, the job that he's doing. And he spends a lot on his facilities that are not necessary. Yeah, the, the Pac-12 network stuff is is ridiculous. Uh, yes. Matt, Matt said just print more money, and Joseph said, uh, who got new lighting for the living room and the WCE logo? That SBR <laughs> check cleared. No, it ain't cleared yet. That's my wife's uh, Father's Day present to me. So, <laughs> but I got it set up underneath the uh, the TV. So I figured I'd uh, I'd drop that thing in. Um, number two, it says end performance and academic bonuses. I'm not sure why that's an issue. Because um, it's money that goes to coaches and staff that should be going to the players that, that actually are getting the bonuses, that are awarding the bonuses. If if a school has really good academics, those some of those coaches have built in bonuses, right? Yeah. But, but the players all earn earn the bonus for the coach. And same thing, they're they're saying that it's on the field. It's we we earned the bonus. You shouldn't get paid more because we did a good job. Yeah. I, That's their argument. Not saying I agree with it. That's the argument that they're giving. Yeah. No, I, okay. I'm with you. Number three, end lavish facility expenditures and use some endowment funds to preserve all sports. It says, quote, uh, or no, star, asterisk, whatever. As an example, Stanford University should reinstate all sports discontinued by tapping into their $27.7 billion Billion dollar endowment. Yep. I kind of hate that these schools all cry poor, 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 and we got to cut sports, cut sports, cut sports, and they've got these ungodly endowments. Now, not all schools have those endowments. That's the issue. Agreed. But Stanford absolutely does, and they're in a world in which they can make four phone calls and raise, you know, $300 million in a, in a matter of minutes. So it's just one of those things where, come on, man. Well, the, the question is how many people – that have that they can call about Stanford stuff, uh, actually care anything about the sports that they would be asked to donate. No, to. they don't care anything about it, but they're just going to donate to make sure they're in good standings with the school because they want the whatever pub that they get. I mean, that's why do people donate to anything? It's not because yeah. everybody doesn't donate to something only because they believe in the cause. We'd yeah. have very few donations. No, you're you're right. You're right. Uh, number three is end racial injustice in college sports and society. And it's got three things on here. It says, form a permanent civic engagement task force made up of our leaders, experts, and of our choice, and university and conference administrators to address outstanding issues such as racial uh, injustice in college sports and in society. Well, the Big Ten has already done this. 
Yep. Pac-12 probably is working on something like that. I would hope. But, but, I don't but, know if they are or not, but it, yeah. it's not it's not that bad to ask for that. Yeah, it's, it's not bad at all. So so once you start getting into the bullet points, it makes sense. As a demand, when you say in racial injustice in society, it's just like one of those things where, all right, that's that's a bit of an ask. I know that I criticize Larry Scott a lot, but if he could pull that off, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. Number two. Change the hearts of all men and women. That's yes, what that, you got to do. If the Pac-12 can do that, I will stop talking crap about them yeah, as long yeah, as we'll give them all the BCS championships <laughs> that we won. All right, uh, number two, in partnership with the Pac-12, 2% of conference revenue would be directed by players to support financial aid for low-income black students, community initiatives, and development programs for college athletes on each campus. No problem with that. The only, the only thing know? I can think of is they're talking about revenue. they got to be talking about the TV contract revenue because yeah. I just don't understand how you equate revenue. Now, if you're just saying whatever your television contract is, we want to – but now you're taking 50% and then you're taking 2%. You know, we're we're getting into to how much does, does it take before you, you know, lose the ability to do anything. Uh, number three, form annual Pac-12 Black College Athlete Summit with guaranteed representation of at least three athletes of our choice from every school. Uh, okay. I mean, I, again, I the demands, you know, they, they're worded. Um, it just seems like a whole lot of we have to have this and whatnot, and it's it's a little strange. Like, I don't have a problem with this at all. It just seems to come from a a not willing to work with place, and maybe I'm crazy. Well, well I mean, that. but they don't know how to work with people. They're college students. They they don't have. They're not a like a professional union. They don't have real negotiators. I mean, even like the NFL PA and the MLB PA, like two of the strongest players unions out there. The NBA, they still hire outside representation to explain the needs that they want to them because they don't know everything and their professionals have been doing this for years. Yeah. Yeah. So I get, right. look, I give these guys a lot of credit. One thing for some of these things is you can start these things on your own. Like you want to summit, start a summit between all PAC 12 schools. Just yeah. do it. It's just players. Yeah. You don't have You're to have start the, Pac-12, the organization. You don't have to have the PAC 12 set it up for you. No, they don't have there. Now I will tell you, that's going to be one of the beefs that I'm going to have with some of this stuff. Some of these things, these guys can do on their own. You're adults. You're all 18 years of age and older, okay? You're capable to do a lot of this stuff on your own. You can organize. We have seen these protests, and so many of them are organized by young people. You can organize a lot of this stuff. You don't need the Pac-12 blessing. Now, what you might want is the Pac-12 shield. You might want the Pac-12's, you know, licensing and stuff of that nature to be able to put on there. I'm okay with that. I get that. Yeah. That's a different conversation. If you put this thing together and say, Hey, we want you to sponsor it. We want you to, to endorse this thing and, and acknowledge us as a real thing. That's, that's a different conversation than we, we have this idea. We want you to do it. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. All right. I, I get where you're coming from. And I like, I, I get where they're coming from. It just, yeah. It seems, you know, a little crazy. Let me jump in the comments before we jump back over and, and knock out number four here. Uh, Matt Miller on YouTube said, telling the coaches what they make is BS. It should be free market capitalism for coaches and players. Agreed. 
Uh, Joseph Gomez said they want their kids in Stanford. Hashtag legacy. And Monster X Gaming said, hey, what you guys talking about? This is like around the horn, but five times better. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. He said we got a nice setup. Hey, we appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. You. Uh, the Brown Yeti said a lot of this sounds like just give me stuff because I think I earned it. Well, I'm not going to go that far. I think that they have a lot of valid requests. Obviously, yeah. it, college athletes understand, well, especially football players and basketball players, they know that they are worth something, right? They understand that. However, the way that it has been set up for years and years and years, I don't know that it can be torn down in a month, right, before the season gets started. Like, threatening to boycott, threatening to sit out, all that kind of stuff, while it does sound good and everybody wants to fight and da-da-da-da, there's so many other ramifications that could come from this that, I mean, you got to really sit down and, and there. I mean, it's negotiations. You're going to have to negotiate for a long time but there is no union. Like they, Northwestern tried this years ago, and the federal government said that college athletes were not actually employees, that they are given it because of all the different things. And Chris and I, uh, we go back and forth on this all the time. No, not a scholarship is not worth what they provide to the school. However, uh, they do get a lot of other things, right? You get your... Uh, you get the weight workouts, you get all of your meals, you get a place to live, you get this, all that stuff starts to add up after a little while, right? Now, who knows what it's actually worth, but that's what the payment is. If you want to play football in college, here's what you do. Now, let's jump into number four here, guaranteed medical expense coverage. So number four is, uh, is economic freedom and equity. So it says, uh, first, guaranteed medical expense coverage. It says, medical insurance selected by players for sports-related medical conditions, including COVID-19 illness, to cover six years after college athletics eligibility ends. Totally fine with that. Like, I, we both agree that that should probably be happening anyway. Uh, and if it's not if it's not six, at least four or something. Yeah, you something. Know? So I don't, I don't know how far you can go back with brain injury stuff. That's the issues. I don't know enough about But forget that. How... Like, I blew every ligament in my leg out at one point in time in high school, and I'm a 37-year-old man, almost 38, and I still have problems with my knee that I have to go to Campbell Clinic and I have to use my insurance for. So these guys blow a, blow an ACL, blow, a, blow an elbow, blow a shoulder, blow something. Six years from now, yeah, you should still be covering that for them. Now, yeah. at some point in time, I'm okay with you cutting it off. The fact that they asked for six years and not 12 or 20 – it's pretty reasonable to me. I'm 20 years removed from mine, and it still hurts like hell. So yeah, and it, I mean it's and it's going to hurt like hell. Yeah, and I still time. have prop like I have problems with it. So yeah. I I I fully get that. The medical stuff doesn't bother me. I do think these guys take a risk and and they take a chance for their school. That Agreed. that doesn't issue at all with me. Uh, the Brown Yeti jumped in and said, "I agree with you, but if uh, if you destroy your market, you're worth nothing." And that is a well, hundred percent. That's why you yeah. can't ask for too much. That's why you do have to have some semblance of a partnership. I mean, it, it's it's amazing to me that Major League Baseball is able to function because those two organizations, players and owners, hate each other. Yes. like like despise hate each other. And I I have no idea how they're supposed to function or work ever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Monster X Gaming said, "Will teams continue on playing if players start getting infected, or will they be a postponing?" Depends on how many players get infected. We, like, and we don't know the answer yeah. to that. I mean, well, now if, we're if your entire we're playing a guessing game. Yeah, if your entire offensive line gets taken out, uh, yeah, there's no yeah, way you can you're going to be postponed. So, well, because I mean, you're now taking risk 
that that are not real. Yeah. Like I mean, you're you're playing a bunch of defensive linemen on offense that haven't never done that before. Your quarterbacks at risk, your receivers at risk, and those defensive linemen are at risk. The other players are at risk because the D linemen don't really know the rules. Like it's just it it's just not safe anymore. Yeah, you're right. All right, so back over to this. After the insurance, it jumps into name, image, and likeness rights and representation. It says the freedom to secure representation, receive basic necessities from any third party, and earn money for use of our name, image, and likeness rights. We're already in the middle of that discussion, right? Yep. So in, in what the NCAA has proposed is preposterous. It's not going to fly. I don't think Congress is going to pass it, but... It, eventually, this will get done because the NCAA is up against a wall at this point, and they understand, like, okay, we're either going to let states do it on their own or we're going to have to pass something or Congress. Will, somebody will have to pass something, and if they leave it to the states, uh, kids can go wherever they can get the most money, wherever they can do you know, the most stuff, and the NCAA is basically going to have to make it a free-for-all. So that part, already, already on, the, like, on the way. It's, it's coming. Uh, next is fair market pay rights and freedoms, and this is where it gets kind of screwy. Number one, distribute 50% of each sport's total conference revenue evenly among athletes in their respective sports. Of course, football will get paid a ginormous amount. Basketball will get paid some, depending upon what school you're at. They'll probably get paid a lot just because the rosters are so small. I mean, you're paying, what, like 12 people? Yeah, but at that point, like all of these TV rights are are all built in with basketball and football and baseball and whatever else, right? Yeah, that's that's why that's why asking for revenue percentages doesn't work, right? So it says each the sports, SEC makes so much money for the SEC network and they cover everything. So, and when it talks about total conference revenue evenly among athletes, uh, so that's that's money from the SEC championship game. That or whatever your your conference title game. Yeah, that's money from uh, conference the bowl game? sales from I guess postseason. Like every yeah, you're talking about a lot. So the SEC it was either last year or the year before that it was like five hundred and sixty four million dollars for the SEC, and the Big Twelve or Big Ten was actually a little bit higher than that, and yeah, that's a lot of money, and it goes back into fourteen different teams, and then you cut the the percentage from what each team gets and what, I mean it's just a you know it it's a mess all right so uh so number 2 here is 6 year athletic scholarships to foster undergraduate and graduate degree completion now i am confused about 6 year athletic scholarships um obviously they want we to do, be 6 years to the 4 so so they want eligibility to be? No, they want the scholarships to be six years instead of four. That makes sense. That therefore you can basically get a master's degree on the football scholarship, even though I only play for four years. That makes sense okay. to me. Okay, that does make sense. And uh, I'm fine with that too, because you're giving them something that you're buying at the company store. It didn't cost you anything. Yeah, Ben jumps in and said, uh, "So the third string kicker will make the same as the quarterback." Uh, under this proposal, yeah. <clears throat> Like yeah, who, see, whoever's but, on the team. The, the caveat is, is we're going to have the name, image, and likeness along with half the revenue, and that's the issue. Yeah, that's it, hey, a, that half the revenue for the SEC would be roughly twenty million dollars a school that each player, like that, they would divvy up between all the players, and and that would be divvied up between all of the sports. So all the sports, yeah. But all right, so what do you got? Four thousand student athletes on the campus. It's not. It's not like you got a bunch. 
I mean, four thousand is a lot, though. I mean, it's it's not. Oh, okay. You know, it's not crazy. How uh, many student athletes you think you got? At, well, I mean, let's let's say four thousand. I don't I don't even know that it would be four thousand. We'll say five thousand for easy math. Everybody get four thousand dollars. I'm pulling up. I don't the, think it's uh, five thousand. I'm pulling up the calculator right now. I don't I don't think it's I don't even think it's four thousand. I think I think it's closer to probably two thousand student athletes. So let's do. Everybody get ten grand. Yeah. So ten thousand dollars. But that would take twenty million dollars away from the school. And basically, to give everybody ten grand. See, this is and that would have to be taxable income. And then at what point does the the school stop uh, giving them a place to live? Giving them food. Therein therein lies the therein lies the problem. I, I worked in this world for a long time when I was in security. Okay. Right. We, we hired security officers and we, they made minimum wage. When I started as a security officer, I made minimum wage, I made seven twenty five an hour. Okay. And then I began negotiating the contracts and every year I could get, you know, 15 cent raise, a, a 17 cent raise, something. I mean, just change. All right. Very small time. I mean, less than a quarter every year for my customer, but that's not enough to give to the employee. Okay. And so if I went to my officers and said, hey, we got a 15 cent raise, I'll, I'll give you a dime and we'll keep a nickel. Half of them would be furious with me. They would feel insulted. They would feel like I don't value them. I had these conversations. I tried to do it at one of the sites and, and I, had, I had major problems. And so my bosses, presidents above me said, quit trying to give them the raise. Just keep it. Just keep it. They're already working a minimum wage job. How much is 15 cents an hour going to change their life? That's a really shitty way of thinking about it because it's theirs that they earned. But at the end of the day, that's, that's true because my client that agreed to that 15 cent raise, that 15 cent raise was like $200,000 a year Yeah, to him. So it's one of those things where <clears throat> when you break it all down, it's such a minuscule amount we could just right now, these guys could get 10 grand out of a bag man easier than it would be <clears throat> to, to pay them. They're not going to pay taxes on that. And, and yeah, that, that kicker and that punter could get a, get a bag of $10,000 tomorrow from somebody yeah. at LSU pretty easily. Well, that, and these don't have to take the school revenue. It, this is what, uh, so Matt Miller jumped in. He said, I don't think players should be paid from the school or conference. They should a hundred percent be paid for image and likeness though. Yep, which is 100%. what we've been shouting for this whole time. Is it uh, yep. because if they are paid from the school, Title Nine, which is BS, is going to kick in. Title Nine is a federal law. Like yes. that's it, that's the schools did not want it, and yet we have it right because it, otherwise there would be well, no. Reason. We have Title Nine because if we didn't have it, we know what these schools would do. Yeah, there'd be no women's sports. No, there'd they be just, no. They just yeah. absolutely would not have women's sports. Yeah, but if you want to have football, you're going to have to have softball and volleyball and whatever else sure. in order to equal the number of scholarships. So it is what it is. Uh, Matt Miller jumps in and says, I always thought for all sports, each, uh, each sport should have a salary based on, or sorry, salary cap based on what they made and the coaches get to decide pay based on production. Whew, that's a lot of responsibility for some of these coaches. I don't know that I yeah, would. Yeah, you're asking coaches to be good at football and good at math. Yeah, well, there's not, a reason not just math, that all but... these analytical coaches right now have a bunch of MIT students sitting up in the booth. Yeah, because they don't know shit about analytics and they can't do math. Yes, you are correct. You hey, are let's correct. let's move on. Look, look yeah, we got, hold on, we hold on. Let me let me too get, long, Gary. Come yeah. on, let me let me get on the last ones. Elimination of all policies and practices restricting or deterring our freedom of speech, our ability to fully participate in charitable work, 
um, and our freedom to participate in campus activities outside of mandatory athletics participation. Uh, okay, like that's totally fine. Uh, all of this crap where the NCAA bans kids from doing like GoFundMes to raise profits for charities and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that, we all think that's bunk anyway. Uh, number four, ability of players of all sports to transfer one time without punishment. And additionally, in cases of abuse or serious negligence, uh, we're getting ever so close to having the one-time transfer rule anyway. So, you know, that's negligent here. Or not negligent. Uh, that's uh, whatever. That's happening. Just read, just read through them. We number five. Some yep. of these we agree with. Some of these we don't. Let's number go. five, ability to complete eligibility after participating in a pro draft. If player goes undrafted and foregoes professional participation within seven days of the draft, um, we think that's likely to happen anyway. We have an example of that uh, already at Arizona State. I don't State think that's likely to happen, by the way. I absolutely don't think that's likely to happen. You don't think so? No. Hell no. I think the schools will fight that like crazy. And I don't know why, by the way. I don't understand why, but. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then number six is due process rights. It, we so agree with that. Have? Yeah. I mean, they, they basically have got that anyway, but yeah. okay. Like, it, so. The majority of this stuff, like, we're totally on board with. No problem. Yes. Some of it, though, like, if they had just kept some of that stuff out, like... I we, want them to get paid. I want them... Yeah. I've been fighting like crazy for them to get paid. You can't tie it to revenue. Nope. It's just not a smart way of doing it. Nope. It just doesn't work. It just no, does not work. It, it just... It won't ever work that way. Mm-mm. I think it's weird that pro sports are tied. The best... Pro contract out there is Major League Baseball, and it's not tied to revenue. Yeah, and when they try, when they tried to tie it to revenue this year, because the, the revenue was going to be so down, out. the players yeah. lost it. So yeah, all right, let's uh, let's move on from there. We got five more topics that we want to hit. Jesus Christ! No, I, I knew that all of these were going to be super fast, super fast. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Um, 
So, next one, The Rock and the group that he is with have bought the XFL. Uh, Can you answer this? Wait, what? Why does he need a... The Rock made like $190 million last year, okay? Just some obscene number, okay? And he's done that for the past like eight years, right? This dude's worth a billion dollars, Yeah. right? Why did he need a group to buy something worth $15 million? I don't think that he necessarily wanted to buy the XFL just by himself. I don't think he is. I, I'll say it this way. So, Because then he can just hire these people. <laughs> here's the deal. Danny Garcia is now the the first female owner of a sports league in history. So that's kind of cool, right? I okay. mean, she, she does her own thing. But, that's right. Um, but I think The Rock is the face of this. I think she I, and her group. I get that are the ones that are really doing this. They put up the most money. I think he just kind of jumped in and is the face of it, which okay. totally works. I think that's perfectly fine. Um, I mean, they they bought something for $15 million that Vince McMahon put over $100 million. Do you think oh, maybe... Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you think maybe Vince and The Rock and this group are in cahoots with each other? No. You don't think no. so? No, because here's the thing. What did, what did they buy? All they I, did was buy a name. Well, I mean, they, they bought it was by a business idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The business itself, like alpha but that, entertainment. Okay. Yeah. All right. But what Vince put a hundred million dollars in was payroll and administrative cost That's and setting this stuff up. These guys are going to have to do that also. That's true. That's true. So they, so they bought the idea, sold them a name and a business for $15 million. That's all he sold them. So this is not one of those things where he pumped a hundred million dollars into something and, they bought. He didn't. He didn't build a car for a hundred million dollars and then sell the car for fifteen. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, and now that's these true. other people just get the car. That's true. That's They're going to get all the expenses that come along with the car. Yeah, you're you're dead on. You're dead on. Now, I'm not opposed to it. I'm excited about it. I'm anxious to see it. I want to yeah. see it happen. I want the XFL to happen. I think I think Vince's XFL XFL would have happened had Rona not hit. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was already going okay. Like, it was, it was going yeah, it was pretty going, well. It was going fine. It wasn't bad. It was going fine. It, it was going better than the AF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way better than the AAF. Way, way better than that. So, yeah, I'm excited about this. Like, I want to see it. Obviously, The Rock is going to be the face of this whole thing. Uh, he's not the architect of it. That would be Danny Garcia. You know, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm curious. Now, next up. Let's jump into these very quickly. Antonio Brown, over the weekend, I think it was uh, Friday night or Friday afternoon, whatever it was. Um, Antonio Brown got an eight-game suspension from the NFL. Now, let me read this from Yahoo Sports. It said, uh, the league announced Friday the free agent wideout will be suspended without pay for the first eight games of the 2020 season. Well, that's not hard to do considering he's not on a team, right? So, easy enough. However... We, we do know that there are teams that are interested in him, right? So, Tampa Bay, obviously, he and Tom Brady have a great relationship. Uh, he was already with New England before the Seattle Seahawks, obviously, uh, are interested in him. And the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, desperately wants him on the team. I mean, could you imagine him and Hollywood Brown on, on opposite end? I mean, good gracious. Uh, so, that leads to this. The, uh, the 32-year-old's suspension will begin week one, even if Brown is not on an NFL team. The NFL, yeah, that's how suspensions work. Right. The NFL can extend Brown's suspension depending on what happens in his civil suit, according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. So, 
What are your thoughts here? So that makes sense. Eight games makes total sense because that's kind of what's been given out for some of these type of issues. Okay. And, um, and so, so that, that doesn't surprise me that it's eight games. I do appreciate the fact that they put a number on it now so he can now begin to find suitors and they know what they're buying. I understand the ability to change this as well, pending new information come out in the civil suit. Okay. If, if we get new evidence of more damning things that he has done and, and they come out in a court of law, then, then you, have, you have to have the flexibility and the right to say, mm, we're going we're gonna to make that a, a lifelong sentence or a 12-game sentence or whatever you want to make it. Yeah. Um, they, they have the right to do that. So with that being said, there is zero chance in hell he ends up in New England. You cannot make fun of the owner <laughs> I agree. of the team and then expect a job from that man that just don't work. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I don't know where so, he ends so up. So we're down to the Bucks, the Ravens, and no, the Seahawks, really. That's, that's where we're down to. But I assure you that if Buffalo thinks they could still get him, they'll take him. They originally tried to trade for him, and he didn't want to go to Buffalo. Now I bet he'd give his baby pinky toe to go to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, do you think that he gets signed before the season starts, or, or are they just going to wait it out and, and see what happens? Uh, nobody will wait the full eight games. But, yeah, I don't know. At some point in time, here, what's got to happen for him to get signed quickly is enough teams have to think they're not the only one looking at him. Yeah. And if you get three or four teams, really you just need two teams, and to get leaked out that there's another team interested – this is not a draft type situation. This is first man to the table with an offer that's probably going to get him. And then, you know, Drew Rosen, well, I don't even, yeah, I don't know how this agency is going to work. Drew would have not done any deal until he had at least three offers that he could pit against one yeah. another. Um, don't know what his new people are going to do, but we'll, we'll just see. Um, the only person that is talking about him right now is Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, yeah. Pete Carroll said, it's a very complex situation. We just need to see how it fits somewhere down the road. That's all I got for you. So, you know, I I think some teams are going to try and and get a few more details about this civil suit to figure out, is there anything else that's going to happen here before they sign him? So, I mean, it it could be, you know, three, four games into the season before anybody takes that chance because they're going to want to see what comes out of this. You know, sure. uh, there's no reason to sign somebody and affiliate him with uh, with your organization if there's a possibility of more, you know, bad stuff coming out. Uh, That's right. Matt Miller said, I hope the Ravens get him. He will blow that locker room up. He's a gigantic diva and a cancer. And Joseph Gomez said, injuries will kick in and somebody will make a call to Brown. Yeah, that's oh, he's going up on a team. If, if we get 16 weeks of football, Antonio Brown will be on somebody's team. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed at this point. Um Let's move on. Topic number four is Giannis Cespedes. Now, Chris, I, I know that you paid attention to this over the weekend, but the Mets were playing in Atlanta, right? And Sunday, yesterday, they show up to the ballpark, and he does not report, and they try and call his hotel room, and he does not answer. They try and call his cell phone. He does not answer. They send security to the hotel room. He is not there. All of his belongings are packed up. He is gone. His agent doesn't know where he is. And in the middle of the game, he sends a text message and lets them know, deuces, I'm out. Holla at you. I'm not playing the rest of this season. 
And we still, at this point, do not have any real explanation as to why he decided to leave. Now, I have my ideas. Uh, Chris, would you like to go first, or do you want me to, to put out my conspiracy theory? I have no idea, so... My conspiracy theory is this. Everybody knows that the Marlins, or at least it is rumored, I don't know that they have confirmed this yet, but it is rumored that the Marlins, when they were in Atlanta, decided to go out and have themselves a good time and whatever. The, I believe it was the Cardinals that went to a casino, right? When they were, where, where were they when they went uh, to a casino? Do you remember? I think they were at home. All right, so, so they went to a casino, went out, had themselves a good time and whatnot. Two of the guys ended up with covid it is now nine different players on the St. Louis Cardinals that have it. Uh, their series against the Tigers is postponed. So, yeah, <laughs> Matt Miller said, uh, Giannis Cespedes, Yoenis. Yoenis? Is it Yoenis Cespedes? I don't know how to pronounce any of these guys' names. Okay. I, Matt Miller, I apologize. I have no idea. I, <laughs> I, tr- I tried. Okay. How about this? Cespedes. Either way, I think that he was in Atlanta, and obviously there's a lot to do in Atlanta, right? A lot of guys have been getting in trouble. Lou Williams got in trouble for it. They, that's why he's serving a 10-game quarantine, suspension, whatever. Um, I think, now, the Brown Yeti said someone's trying to kill him. I don't think that's it at all. I think that he might have been taking this incredibly seriously. I mean, remember, this guy's worth a lot of money. I think he was taking this seriously and he may have seen that some of his teammates were not. And rather than ratting on the teammates or whatever, he just said, you know what? I'm out. I'm not going to do this. You know, and, and if they're not, okay, Yoenis. There we go. Ben Ben corrected me. He said Yoenis. All right, so Yoenis, Cespedes. Uh, I think that that's what happened here. I think that some of the other guys were not taking it seriously. If you come out and see that the Mets end up with some COVID positives, all that kind of mess, I think that's going to tell me all I need to know. Who knows? This is just a conspiracy theory. Just throwing it out there. Um, tell me your thoughts here. I mean, am I crazy? I think, I think that couldn't. If that was the case, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have hid it from his agent. Like you don't have to dime people out to tell them why you're. Because everybody's going to know who's going out or not. They're going to know that people went out. Like it's not possible to keep that a secret from the team and the management. Okay. So it's easy to say, I'm out. You you would communicate something. Something else happened. I don't know what that something else is, but something else happened. It's strange that nobody is talking. Like it, nobody. Well, he's is, the only one. What do you well, mean? Yeah, but like he's this is not a ten man operation. Yeah, but like and nobody's some, everybody's keeping tight lipped. You, you don't think somebody somewhere has to know why he just decided to bounce? Like, do you, I don't do you think you anybody on that team does, no. Do you consider him a jerk for just leaving in the middle of a series? I think the lack of communication is really bad. I, I, have I will agree with, with that. that. You're, talking, you're talking to somebody who's been in management more than I have not been in management, and all that good managers, bad managers, everybody, all we ever ask for is you got to talk to us. you got to communicate with us. you got to tell us where the hell you are. Yeah, if you're not okay. going to show up for work, you better let me know something. Yes. Like, that's it. Uh, Matt Miller said, knowing Cespedes, he is the one that isn't taking it seriously. Um, the Brown Yeti yeah, said... This, he, guy, this guy's a little bit of a wild card. Yeah, he said uh, he went out in Atlanta, now his girl's after him. <laughs> That's the Brown Yeti, man. 
firing at all, uh, firing on all cylinders. So I have no idea, but I'm going to tell you this. This is not a situation where other people weren't taking it seriously and he didn't want to be the hall monitor, but he didn't want to be a part of it either. That, that, that didn't happen. Okay. Okay. That, that is something that you can easily talk to somebody about. Yeah, that's uh, without that, diming those people out. You could talk to somebody about. You might be right. You might be right. Uh, ben L said, "Reminds me of Dennis Rodman." Um, eh, eh. No, he's not that crazy. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's the same thing. I don't think it's the same thing. All right, we got two more topics here, and both of these are flybys. So let's go ahead and dive in. The NFL, their opt-out deadline is likely going to be Thursday or Friday. Uh. I think that's perfectly fine because you got to know who is going to be on your team once you get into camp. You know, we're we're in camp. We are ready to rock and roll. I think it's perfectly fine to ask these players to decide whether or not they're going to be playing this season by this weekend. Do you do you agree? I'm okay with that. There is a part of me that thinks once you get into camp, if you see things you're not a fan of, you still should have the ability to walk away without punishment. Well, I mean, it, it, that would be an entire week, right? Because at camp's open July 28th. So, that, well, more than a week. Actually, July 28th was, what, Tuesday of last week? So, I think, you know, a week and a half, if you don't like what you're seeing in camp, you can opt out. I think that's perfectly fine. Don't you think that's enough time? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Matt said, why is it that in football, basketball, and baseball in New York, you have one franchise in each sport, uh, that doesn't know what they're doing, and the other is run well. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, <laughs> wish, you can't force an owner to do anything. Yeah, I wish I had a good answer. I wish I had a good answer. Um, so I, I think the deadline is is fine. Uh, I don't. I mean, they're not going to be able to keep players on the team if they want to opt out, like in the middle of the season. It. I mean, you just saw it with with Cespedes, right? Like he said, he wanted to play. He goes out, he plays, and then eight games in or nine games in, whatever it is. He bounces. Like, you can't force a guy to play, but at least this gives teams an idea of who is going to be on the roster and who's not, right? And it's not right up to the last minute. Somebody doesn't decide, you know, the day before the first game, hey, you know what, I'm not comfortable, I'm out. So, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it's that bad. All right, next, final topic, and this is going to hurt your overs, Chris. I hate to tell you. The Raiders have announced that their new stadium will be completely empty for the entire season. Did this surprise you at all? Uh, a little bit, but, I mean, okay. No, it didn't surprise me. Sorry. When I heard about it today, I felt like this is this direction this thing's going. We're just not going to get fans in the stands. Yeah, I, I don't think... I don't think we will for college football. I don't think we will for the NFL at this point. I, I think they will – some teams will, will try. But I, I think by the end of the season, there will be none. That's, that's just, you know, blind guessing, you know, throwing darts in the dark, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I the, – the statement was, there's nothing more important to the Raiders organization than the health and safety of our players, coaches, staff, stadium workers, and fans – uh, after intensive consultation with healthcare officials and state and community leaders, we have made the difficult decision to play the Las Vegas Raiders 2020 inaugural, uh, inaugural season at Allegiant Stadium without fans in attendance. This decision is based on our commitment to protect the health of our fans and the entire community in response to the coronavirus pandemic affecting us all. 
This decision also ensures fairness to you, our PSL holders, given the challenges and potential inequities associated with determining who can and cannot attend specific games if the stadium were to operate at a reduced capacity. While the current situation is not how any of us envision celebrating the opening of the stadium, when circumstances permit, we look forward to sharing an unparalleled game day experience in the magnificent stadium you helped build. Um, I'm going to guess you don't have the over anymore, right? <laughs> the Brown Yeti just added. He said, I was wondering if Chris still had the over. Like, not at this point. Not at this point. That's a, that's a lost bet. That's a lost bet. It sucks. It definitely sucks. But on the positive side, I mean, we are trending more towards football than it looked like a few weeks ago. So, uh, with that said, you know, I'm, I'm feeling okay about at least getting some football this season. So, yep. now what that's going to look like and how many weeks and how many games and all that kind of stuff, who knows? It is all a crapshoot at this point, but, uh, but we're here for it. And we're going to be covering it. We're going to be knocking it out. So, uh, anything else that's popped up, Chris, that you think we need to hit? Nope. I don't see a damn thing. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much for jumping in the chat today. We appreciate all of you immensely. We can't say it enough. Go on and share the show. Hit the like button, whatever platform you are on. Make sure that you like it. Give it a heart. Give it a whatever the hell. And make sure you are subscribed. Share the show out. Tell your friends about it. We appreciate that for sure. Subscribe to the podcast. If you miss a live show, they're going right up there. You can listen to it on your own free will, whatever time you want to, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, whatever. Uh, go and check that out, of course. The podcast, Apple Podcast, leave a nice five-star review. You guys have been fantastic. Go over to sportsbookreview.com. Go over to sbrpicks.com. You can watch our introduction video. We're going to tell you how we plan on covering the college football season in that intro video. So do us a favor and go like that as well and subscribe to their YouTube channel, uh, sbrpicks.com, sportsbookreview.com. You can find all of that over there. Winningcureseverything.com is our website. Everything you need to know about us is over there. And with that said, Chris, if there's nothing else, we are getting out of here. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.